Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. No, I, I just have to get it, but it's probably going to be the same place. I don't know if Marcus takes bookings at the moment. I just... <laughs> Actually, Mike is having a very good You're moment. trying to avoid responsibility, Chris. Thomas has been playing the sub story all week. It, it must have been Stephen Thompson's fault, was it? Is that... <laughs> no one did anything. No one did anything. <laughs> anyway. Hang on, it's Thomas, it's Thomas being blamed no matter what happens. Oh, the boy. <laughs> mini one, Cam, a mini one. <laughs> I'm always a bad guy. Oh, man. Oh, anyways. <laughs> that was seamless. Leo Wang, that was seamless coming on today, mate. Smooth. Sailing in straight onto the online, <laughs> unbelievable. No hiccups, where's this? I lost that. that. Unreal. Straight live onto the web. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> Only took about 400 episodes, but we got there. <laughs> oh, Chris. Hey, I'm paying for lunch. I'm going to might as well use up my points now. <laughs> uh, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be dinner, man. So uh, you don't know. This time we might be really 23. Surcharge, you have to pay the surcharge for after four o'clock and all that stuff, mate. So. Yeah, jeez. Public holiday. Public holiday. <laughs> the public holiday drink. somewhere in the world. Yeah. Let's right. drink. Thomas, you chuck Bordeaux this week. Why did why Bordeaux? Yeah, what's with the Bordeaux? Well, Bordeaux as us Australians like Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Uh, just to make it difficult for you guys, that's all. So it's actually quite easy. <laughs> I thought that after Austria, it'd be good to be uh, just in Bordeaux and, and and travel that way, you know. So Bordeaux, obviously, on the other side the uh, of France. So like taking the same route Hitler took on the Atlantic side, and then it's probably one of the biggest region in the world, if not the biggest. Mm. What do you get? Yeah. What so do you, get? you. You want me to go first? No. So I got here. Uh, Chateau Latour, 2015, Ooh. right? Uh, bottle uh, in the castle itself, so it should should be nice. What is it? Cadillac. So mate, every every uh, Bordeaux probably it's a, a nice red. That's all that you can have. <laughs> if, if anyone turns up with a white, I'll, I'll have a problem. <laughs> oh, it's quite. Yeah, I was I was quite upset looking at my choice. <laughs> oh. what, what did you get? I got a La Pare Hot Ballet. I don't know. <laughs> 2016. Okay. And it's, uh, it's a bit of a blend. It's a 47% intonation, 47% body language, and 6% cab <laughs> frame. <laughs> Oh, so it looks like it's a Cab Merlot. It's forty-seven percent Merlot, forty-seven percent Cab Sav, and six percent Cab Franc. So we'll see. <laughs> nice, nice. That's all Cab. That's all Cab. I have. Hey. What is it? Come on, yours. Um, 
Multon Carré. Did I say that properly, Thomas? Nice. Um, so 2018. So I think it, uh, well, I don't think I know. It's from uh, Baron Philippe Rothschild. So he's the youngest of the family and owns the Chateau Mouton. So um, <laughs> I think it it's so hard to say. You never know if you're saying it. Saying it in Aussie, mate. We're, we're trying to do French. Yeah, no good. anyways. But um, it had a cork in it, and as Chris says, is it has a, if it has a cork, it must be good. <laughs> so, funny story for me trying to find my wine. Is it French? So I, walk up, I walk up to the French section, having a look at all the labels for something made in Bordeaux, and then I looked up, there's a French section and then a Bordeaux section. Ooh. It made it a little bit easier for me to pick the wine. Um, so I've got a one that comes, this wine comes from about 35 minutes north west of um, Bordeaux. Um, it's a 2014 Duc Clouzet. <laughs> uh, or something they, they pronounce it. 2015, sorry. And it's a it's got four grapes in it. It's a Shiraz, Cab Frank, Cab Merlot, uh, Cab Sab and Merlot. Um, God, you're and cheap. I, I thought the budget yeah. on this podcast was $100. <laughs> That's, it made the cheap. This is still a $50 bottle of wine. It was $21. Oh, was it? Not this one. <laughs> Mate, I saw and you got a member's offer on it too. I think it was so down 40, to 49 with the member. Anyway, yeah, freaking hell. Whatever. Judge me, judge me, judge me. At least he got a French wine cam. You've got to be yeah. thankful for that. <laughs> just, just south of Perth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers, guys. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Yeah. Hello. Cheers. What's in the news this week? Mm. Nothing important. That's so good. What's oh. in the news? I mean, obviously, the big one interest rates went up again. Hey. Mm. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah, oh, we picked it. Everyone knew that would come it's on. Fairly average, that one, actually. Really? Not the best. You're not a big red fan, though, are you? Hey? You're not a big red fan, are you? Oh, though? I still know. I want to get one. Yeah, the glasses from the uh, th those glasses are from the um, flybys offer at Coles. <laughs> That's pure crystal, my friend. <laughs> you mean your wife bought them? Got a big D on it. We won't go any further. <laughs> there wasn't much in the news, was it? Interest rates again, but we're over that. They've become like COVID. No one talks about it. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I, I'm actually trying to rack my brain a little bit as to what's really made news. I didn't really pay too much attention, to to be honest. Nothing I saw that was stand, a standout. Good job, yeah. riveting stuff. Great television. Melbourne yeah. Cup. Anyone have a win on the Melbourne, Melbourne Cup? Cup? Yeah, yeah. No, unfortunately. Did you guys? No. A no, mate of mine who follows... A mate of mine follow the, follows the horses quite um, quite a lot. And I saw him that morning and he said, uh, such and such a horse. And I put some money on it and it come forth last or something. So yeah, yeah. it's the hardest, hardest race to back, but uh, it's a pick a winner. But anyway. That's what I reckon if, they ever, if the stats ever come out, this might have less winners than ever in history because I went to the pub to watch it and it was the quietest pub. There's always some goose who's got the winner who's yahooing and doing a cartwheel. It was quiet. It was death. Yeah. <laughs> no one had no one had the bloody horse so, yeah um, 
Well, it was roughy. I think wasn't it paying twenty one bucks or something? So yeah, it paid well. It paid well. Yeah, yeah. I think the the quaddy paid thirty one thousand. If you if you were lucky enough to get that up. Have you guys ever been in the cup? Have you guys gone and you know with you know experienced the whole? It's a good day. I must say, it's a good day. That whole weekend, that whole there's a few races there. Ladies' Day and Oaks Day and all this sort of thing and. Even after the night, I mean, all the clubs and restaurants are full and the casino's busy and it, it's, it's a good atmosphere. I went down quite yeah. a few years ago, many, many years ago for a weekend with a few mates. Really, yeah. really good time. So yeah. even if you hate horses, but you like just getting out and socialising, it's a it's a good trip. Yeah. It's really good. Trip. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. Shall we get into this topic? Yeah, let's get in there. So we're going to talk about real estate and partners as in spouses. Yes, big one. I um, yeah, it was a big. I, I took it in many ways. I think like the role that they play and the importance and what they probably put up with sometimes as well. So yeah, I sort of got a little bit um, yeah, thinking about it. Sort of reminds you of the importance of a spouse in a in a relationship when when you are in sales in general. I think so. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see you, you what you guys, you know, your take on it and how you went, where you went with it. It'll be quiet today, Lou. What's happening? Me? Uh, no. Not, not like really. you. You use 50 words instead of 500. Yeah, well. Use five. That's not like you. Renee Brown hasn't written a book on this one yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you should say that. I tried to, I tried to Google. I tried to find out the divorce rate amongst real estate agents, but the, the number I came up with was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're world famous for having a high divorce rate, but no one would give me the number. I did get compare the agent. I did get rate my agent, all those other things come up, but not the divorce rate. Yeah. Similarly, the, the rate of uh, murderous real estate agents, also a lot. Every second person you see on the news that's killed someone's a real estate agent. So there's problems in our industry, and that's all spouse-related, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's all spouse related, but um, yeah. Well, there's think... no secret. To have, a, to have a successful real estate career doesn't necessarily mean to have a successful marriage. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and vice versa. I mean, you could have, be a, a very average real estate agent, doesn't mean you've got a great marriage. Um, hmm. But the two can go in hand in hand quite well. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think it takes a a lot of personal growth and a lot of openness within your relationship to mm. sort of to be able to let both of them join. Mm, mm, yeah. So let's start at the beginning. I think we uh, people need to really understand that if you enter the career of real estate, you're never entering the career by yourself. Mm. I think that that's one of the things we need to understand. If yeah. you're a surgeon, you can become a surgeon by yourself. If you're a lawyer, you can go to a law firm unless you have aspiration to becoming a partner. Yeah. Uh, this, you, you're doing this by yourself. But in real estate, somehow, when you enter real estate, your partner, your family has to enter real estate at the same time. There's no division. There's no such thing as... When I leave work, that's if I've left work. Somehow the real estate agent goes from the office to the home office. Mm, yeah. 
And so I, I personally would like to start by saying that unless really your partner understand that it, it takes a full partnership in real estate, you're not going to last. And yeah. I've, I need you to really ask them, do you understand these things? Do you understand the sacrifices we have? Mm-hmm. And do you, do you understand that we have to uh, pursue some of those goals together, uh, that I'm not here on my own? Mm. Unless you have that, real estate's not going to do well for you. Yeah, yeah. There's a saying that real estate's not a job, it's a lifestyle, and that might sound a bit wankerish, but it it is the case 100%. You've seen some beautiful real estate careers ruined by unsupportive spouses or trouble at home, and then I've seen some beautiful uh, Mm. relationships ruined by real estate essentially by not having those chats in the, the first place. I mean, people think we're overpaid. It's a big stigma with real estate agents, but you know, the, the phone, we are working 24 seven, the majority of the time in some capacity, and you don't know until you're in it. And, and mm. you know, one of the questions we, we try and sort out, even in the interview stage, we try and ascertain the support network at home for someone that we're thinking of, a, of uh, employing and the obviously you get the lip service and the yep they know what it's all about and yep they're right behind me but then you know a week in and they're not home by seven o'clock all of a sudden there's a phone call saying why aren't you home and yeah why aren't you helping with the housework and why aren't you helping with the kids and why aren't you this and why aren't you that and then all of a sudden whoever it is has got a choice to make and it goes both ways it's not a male female thing there's plenty yeah. of um you know the the Best salesperson in our network's a female, and she to have the support of her husband at home doing the same stuff. So it's not a, a gender-based discussion by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you, you can't. I you know. I, I say to the young people now that are that are working under us that are single, just run like hell while you still can, because mm. the minute there's someone else in your life, it changes the the very second and. The, that goes from your first date, it's already changed because all of a sudden you head somewhere else and there's someone else you're thinking about. And as that relationship progresses, the balance goes more and more out of whack. So, you know, I, I was already married and already had a few kids when I started in real estate. And I see some of these guys that are and girls that are 20 years old sort of cruising. And I just say to them, just bloody run because the minute there's someone else in your life, it's all going to change, whether it be for better or worse. So, yeah, mm. highly yeah. important. Absolutely. And I think so let, too- let's talk about some of the things that, that people can do really to make it work. So let's start with that first before we talk about the dangers. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think I think the thing is with us as real estate agents, we can tend to feel or, or um, become victim to always being and feeling like we're on call because let's face it, we're not in a nine to five industry. People need us at all times, of all hours, on all days. I've had people call me on Christmas Day. So I think the thing uh, is with a relationship or any any relationship, the key to uh, nourishing that or nurturing that relationship is to prioritise it. And I think that's the thing when, when we do have spouses and children and whatever, we can't lose sight of the fact that they're in our lives as well. Even though we feel like we're on call and we probably are on call a lot, we've got to not forget to prioritize those that truly matter at the end of the day. I think that's a big, It's it's it was hard for me initially to try and where do you draw the line? But like, for example, if you make a commitment with your spouse or your children, 
you bloody well stick to that commitment you know and you make them realize that that's important to you because you miss one or two or three you know that level of trust and respect and do i even matter quickly comes up um so i think yeah that's a big one for me to prioritize and nurture the relationships that we've got and we can still feel on call because we pretty well are but we've got to recognize that certain things can wait also just because yeah. someone texts you you don't have to respond immediately so so how do you what do you mean by prioritize can you oh, okay so i think for example um if it's in a relationship prioritize meaning if you have to set aside like a, a a weekly dinner or a monthly dinner with your spouse or um a lunch date or you know kids sports or whatever i think you got to prioritize it in a in a sense that they know that they're also important and that they matter and that nothing else that happens that day is going to take me away from that lunch date or that dinner date with you um there's lots of little things that we can do but um and just i think too also thanking them for the little things that they do that make a big difference to yeah, us. Hold on. You're talking about something else. Now. You're talking about gratitude. So let's put it on the side first. So let's stay on, on, on this first. Uh, the boys got anything else? I think on Lou's point for me, yeah, I think what Lou's trying to say is be in the moment. When you're with your family, you're with yeah. your family. When you're with the kids, you're with the kids. Uh, probably the biggest thing to do with that is, and you're trying to say that as well, Lou's, is diarize it. Put it in your diary, yeah. schedule it into your schedule. Yeah. Um, what what's the old saying what's get scheduled gets done that mm -hmm. sort of thing and if it's a one-on-one one-on-one dinner it doesn't sound right but if you have a dinner with the family turn the bloody phone off put it on silent if they want to buy a house now they want to buy the house in two or three hours um exactly and, and just give give people your attention during the time that you're there um that's probably one of i think one of the easiest things to do out of a lot of the things we're going to get around is probably just to give people your focus while people might say it may be the difficult the hardest i think a lot of the other things i've written down are probably a lot harder than that if you just yeah. give people your attention your focus for that short period of time i think that's worth its weight in gold um, yeah. uh, even a five minute check-in with each of your family members of a, yeah. of a morning of an afternoon quick chat how's your day how's your morning what do you got on today well you know what you do today so forth i think it, it goes a long way as well um, and it doesn't have to be in real estate. I think it goes with anything. I think that goes with just general good um, relationships is people yeah. want to know you care. Yeah. But in the, as we know, real estate, uh, like Cam says, can take, uh, it can take you anywhere. As I said, any point in time, right? Mm, so, so this is why we're going to have to try and focus more on, on to real estate advice. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, personally... Um, sorry. Uh, you go. I, I believe that we have to start each month by setting time off in the, our calendar for family. I think yeah. that's number one. If, if, if people start with that, then they can achieve a lot more. So every single month, you probably would have to say, all right, this is so-and-so birthday. This is my daughter's birthday. These days, I'm going to do this. Now, should you wish to go on the weekend? Well, set it all up. And, but then you have to also be careful because after this, you had to go, do I have enough time with the rest of the month to achieve my targets or my goals? If not, then something's going to have to give. Mm. If, you can't, if you can't make the compromise, then, then real estate's not for you. You, mm. can't, you can't ask for an, uh, wealth. You can't ask for mm. uh, a, a top income 
if you're not willing to put the time. So that doesn't mean that you put your priorities wrong. You have to make sure that you, you set time off with your family first. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, all that stuff's well and good, but I think the first step is there's got to be an understanding that there is 100% going to be some sacrifice to, to Thomas's point. Like, um, you know, real estate, for example, is busiest day is usually a Saturday, which is when kids sports bud. You're not going to get to every one of your kids' games, if any, early on, especially early on. If you're going to build a successful career, you have to sacrifice a lot. And that comes with understanding. Now, I think the way we build understanding, it's all right building it with our staff, but you have to build that at home. And I think the way of doing that is making sure the family's involved in the, the business. I mean, we've got our awards night coming up and everyone brings their partner generally speaking, so they see once a year what, what it's all about, but that's seeing the, the good stuff. How many times during a year or uh, is, is the, the family or the spouse involved in what's actually going on and other events and getting, getting them an understanding of, of what it's all about because setting time's all great, but if you're not putting food on the table, it doesn't matter how much time you got. No, no, hold on, Ken. We, you're talking about two subjects now. So we were, talk, we were around the time, about time and priorities. Right, so I think that you're talking about sacrifice and understanding, which is the the previous point we had. So I, I have no problem with going back with that point, but I think that what I was trying to decipher Louise's point. Um, another another yeah. thing that I believe for Louise's point is um, people who have children should really make sure that they make a point of having a week off every quarter. Mm. I think that that's been part of the prioritizing and or making time for the family or setting time off. A lot of people don't care about these things. And in the end, if your family time suffers, then your time at work will suffer at the same time. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. And a hundred percent. Right. I think I, and going back to what Chris said as well, we've got to make clear commitments and we've got to stick to them. And I think that's, that's what we need to do with spouses. The other thing is, um, you know, like the, the kids obviously are important, as you said, Cam, like most sports on Saturdays, but it's, you don't have to be there every Saturday, but you can be there. I've, I know people who haven't attended a sporting event for their whole of their kids growing up years, which is just so sad to me. But you have to make that a priority. The, the 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 present holds the key to a beautiful future, not the other way around. We have to be in the moment, and we have to not lose sight of that. No matter how important our job is, and no matter how put much putting food on the table. Yeah, but well, I I probably disagree with you, Lou. I think that it depends on which part of the career you're at. If if you are at a at the start of your career, you can't think like that. You'll never make it. There's no way. I've seen a guy do that in real estate. You don't start in real estate knowing zero person and then say, I first want all of these balance and then I go to work. That doesn't, doesn't exist. And I've done this for 30 years now. I don't know where to start, but just, just tell people, if, if, if you're starting a career, everyone has got a, a lifespan in their career. And the first two years of a career, you have to be ready. There's no life. That's when you have to push that rolling ball. This is when you have to put all your energy. So we have to be careful. You, mm. I, I see people who sit down and demand that, and then they get uh, a, a tap on the shoulder from their leader because it's time to say goodbye to each other. 
And they go, hold on, but you know, I was listening to one in Wisdom podcast and they said, no matter what, you, you have to have balance. Whoa, you have balance. You find, you earn the right to have balance. You, you don't demand balance. If you want balance before you, you get success, there's only one place. It's a dictionary, you know? The, that's the only place where you, you, you get to be famous without the hard work, yeah? The, mm-hmm. In real estate, you must work hard. And, and I don't care what people say to you. The first two years, you have to be ready. And, and now we're going back to, to Karen's point, to communicate with your spouse. I will have no life. If I have a bit of a life in the first two years, that's our bonus. That's what I believe. Mm. Yeah, that's the point I was trying to make. We were talking lots about prioritizing time and no one was talking about, hang on, there's something we've got to do first. There's, there's something we've got to do first. And that's, yeah. as I said, I envy envy a lot the young people coming in who are single and haven't got, you know, they can go out on the weekend and Tinder's beautiful for that and all that sort of thing. But, mate, we got to we got to run. we got to sacrifice. And then, you, as Thomas said, you know, earn the right. I didn't want to go that harsh on it, but got to earn it first. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I totally don't disagree that you've got to run. But I, I also go back to it's not the hours that you put in, it's what you put into the hours. And I think, you know, some people are, are now able to accomplish in four days what they would have normally accomplished in six days and and sometimes three days in five days. I think, and we are, we, nothing's the same as what it used to be. I, I totally agree with what you're saying because we've all ran, we've all done that. And I'm not saying people don't want to run, but people are very aware of not running like running and, and forgetting about everything else. I, I think that's changed a lot. And as we've spoke about many times in the podcast since COVID, people's priorities have changed. You know, people have been used to working 80 hour weeks and suddenly they go, well, hang on, I've had all this joy of spending time at home and being able to work from home and still get exactly the same, if not more done, but still spend time with my family. They realize that they miss that. And I think, I don't, as I said, I don't disagree, but I think, it's not as black and white as just running, running, running for two years. But Lou, I think, I think what you're getting at is if you've been in real estate for a while, yes, you know, there's, there's a, you know, you've earned your stripes and and you can sort of start to prioritize a little bit more me time, family time. But I think I agree with the boys in saying that if you're new in your career and I did it with the beginning of my career, um, you just have to grind, you have to go. Um, And, and, there is no balance at the beginning of a new career in real estate, not an existing career, a new career. But the thing I wanted to say is whether it's a new career or an, or an, or an older career and you're looking for that time with your spouse, a lot of people have the time with their spouse but don't put the quality in. There's not the the focus to the actual family. While they're present, they're actually not present. Yeah. Um, you know, they're distracted with whatever that may be. Um, so... And then they're not putting the quality into their family at the same time. So you can have an hour with your family or you can have a day with your family. It's what you put into the time that you're with them. Exactly. I think that makes a huge difference as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So I, I had another point. I think you, if you have a partner who is working in real estate, you have to make sure you set goals together. If you sit down and take a bit of time to set the goal, there's two, two or three different styles. One, they are the goals the way we know it. What are we going to get this year? What, what are we aiming for? And I think until you, you put it together, you, 
you're not going to be on the same boat. And therefore, the sacrifices, the communication mistakes can really happen. But when the goals are there together and they're on the fridge or, or we, we see it every single day, sometimes we are more forgiving. Sometimes also understand why the, 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 the partner is still out at 10.30 at night. Um, then there's a second style of goal that I believe we should have. I believe that people should really set a bar before they start and be happy when they reach that bar. The problem is when people don't set a bar and they keep on running and, and they want more and then they want more, which is a trade of NGE. We call it the NGE greed. When they had 20 sales, they, 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 they wanting to have 30. And when they have 30, they want uh, 50 because it's never enough. And they always find an, a, a, a way of selling it to people to push it for more. But at the long, in the long run, they just destroy everything along the way to get to just that material thing. So you have to know what enough is enough. Yeah. So those are the two goals I think that we people need to get. Mm. I also believe that in these kind of goals, that is to make sure that people revisit them regularly. Like uh, if every second week you can sit there and say, where are we at with the goal? Uh, it's not only very good for a salesperson to redirect uh, his attention or her attention, but it's also very good for the partner to understand why this is why I'm sacrificing what we have. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm. I've uh, actually wrote, I've read a, a list of things, and one of them was the shared vision, the shared shared goal of what you want to accomplish. I think that leads into another one, which I, I would say, which is the accountability factor because if that shared goal is there i mean then i think it's it makes it a lot easier to hold each other accountable and to the moving off oh, sorry if you're in a sorry hold it holding what yourself accountable to moving towards that um that goal mm. Mm. Isn't it tricky though to share the accountability though can't it Shared accountability is sort of what I was thinking about when we said this partnership thing about business sort of within a business top, a, a partnership is what I was thinking about. Because I wrote from two aspects on this. Um, but being held accountable, I think that's, and that's going to come down, it's going to be a derivative of ha having that goal for the family. I think it's, and everyone, not only your, your spouse, but the kids as well. You know, we yeah. want to go on that holiday, man. We want to go on that holiday. How do, you, how do you hold accountable? You come home, you've done 12 hours, your boss has already given it to you because you're behind target, and then your spouse says to you, why aren't you working harder? Is that is that what we're talking about? Or No, I, no I, agree, I agree with Chris. I don't think that's what it is. I, I think that um, when, when you come home and uh, your partner is now speaking to you about how we're going with that goal, with that trip overseas, that's enough. It, is, it doesn't matter whether you work hard or not. Are we doing this? It's, it's, it fixes a lot of things because a lot of real estate agents, they, they believe that if I can explain to my spouse that I'm working hard, it, that's it. But no, it's, it's about are we accomplishing our goals? Are, are we getting the things that we sat down and decided at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the month? If yes, then there's no problem. I still remember the, the first few months I was in real estate. The, the best thing that ever happened to me was to come home with a bonus at the end of my first quarter. 
Because when my wife looked at that, she then realized, hold on, this is why some nights he has to be out there. This is why he is not here when the, the baby is waking up, you know? So, so if you don't have that, then they're going to start questioning, why are we doing all of these things and not get anything back? So the, you have no choice. If you are uh, with a partner and you're starting real estate, the first quarter you're in real estate, you must come home with a bonus check. And if I was a partner with someone who is in real estate, I would demand for a check in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. Funny how quickly the, uh, and I've seen it, I haven't experienced it, I've seen it, but it's funny how quickly the pressures from home disappear when a check comes home on that two weeks after the first quarter. Mm. When they say money isn't everything, Jesus. Jesus, it fixes a lot, doesn't it? You're shopping in the wrong spot. But you want it. You also want you want for your family and you want for yourself to be making that check because real estate is a bloody hard slog if you're not making any money, right? Mm. It really is. The minimum wage isn't great. The the hours are horrible. With the expectation, as we've touched on, from the public on when you're going to be available is is you know unreasonable in a lot of times. Um, the then the expectation can be from spouses that you've got to deal with all that and be the family man and or family woman and husband or wife or whatever at the same time or girlfriend mm. boyfriend um it it really so you you want that you, you mm. need that almost because without it why would you do it mm. but, but and that that's got to be part of the shared vision i really like the shared vision thing because i was trying to think of different angles to come up but it almost fixes every conversation Mm. Oh, this is one thing that one of the first things I've written down, and it's actually unfortunately one of the things I failed to do is sit down and write like together goals. And and going through this now, I'm going like we talk about what we want to do and, and we work towards that, but we never write them down and put them on the fridge and absolutely actually have them visible to everyone in the household all the time. And I'm thinking oh. to myself, and I've just written a, a note how much, for myself. How much easier someone, would the conversations be if it was just where just, are we at? Where are it's we at? Go. so simple. Sorry about that, guys. My dog's going crazy. Um, the person coming home after a long day and they get given a hard time, they can say, where are we at with the goal? And the person at home who wants to give that person a hard time, they can say, where are we at with that goal? And everything's fixed. That should it's, be nearly the end of the conversation. It, even, even the dog agrees. You're even, <laughs> One of the other things like that are right, then you're either there or you're not there. So it answers... <laughs> The other thing I wrote down was, like, as shit gets hard, right? And sometimes you've got to have hard conversations, but more importantly, you've got to have fun. And I think that shared vision it always leads to something that is fun, right? Whether it's a holiday or a, a an investment, or it, 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 it's something that you want to attain. It, it that's that I think that's driving the 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 fun aspect in life, and I think it's so important that. If you're going to sacrifice so much for a career, it's so important to be able to have fun with those the ones that you love. Mm. Um, so that was one of the aspects I wrote there. Mm. Mm. All right, another, uh, another thing that I believe is crucial for people who are working in partnership in real estate, that is communication. Oh. Uh, and probably Chris just said you can have a hard communication. However, the rule is it has to be a positive 
communication. So as you have a positive outcome, mm. you're having a toxic conversation, a, a conversation just to dump your frustration, then it's not maybe a good conversation. And I was told a long time ago, if you're going to have a toxic conversation, go and bark at the tree. If what you're saying makes sense, the tree will lose its leaves. If it does lose leaves, then it's worthwhile conversation. If it doesn't, maybe what you're saying is it's not, it's not worth it, okay? So first we have to have a positive outcome. Yeah. A I lot think- of people are gonna say, all right, so, so what does positive outcome mean? It means what? If I said to you, a communication has to have a positive outcome, what does it mean? Solution to what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah yeah and i think the other thing too and it's been a big thing for me as well and surprise surprise it might come as a surprise to you guys but it's something that i've learned through my studies of brene brown's material is and and no. you can you laugh, do that with a serious but i tell you what i tell you what to do that with a serious face like then we won't we they will they won't give me shit if i do it with a serious face <laughs> You can give me all the shit you want because I don't care. But here's the reality. Here's the reality. If you want to have a serious communication and you want to get and and you want it to be positive and you want to get to the bottom of it and find a get to the heart of the problem, there's a thing that um, she talks about and everybody has stuff on their mind. Okay, and if you want to come home from work and sometimes it's not been a good day and sometimes it has and you want to talk about that. One of the things she suggests is in your communication with your spouse is ask them what's on your mind. But then when they're finished telling you what's on their mind, then ask them now what's on your heart? Because there's two different answers that you're going to get there. Because really we can quickly, hi, how was your day? How did you do? You know, what happened? Oh, this happened and that happened and that happened. But you really never get to the bottom of what might have been really, really good or possibly really bad or sad or hard because it's just a skimming over the top of, do you know? And so it's like actually taking the time to to say, okay, so, all right, so is that's on your mind. Is there anything on your heart that we need to talk about? You know? Yeah, but uh, Lou, it's fine if we're asking you because I can see you doing it, but if my wife was to ask me something like this, I tell her what's on my mind. And when she said what's on my heart, I said, my heart's empty. I'm telling you what's on my mind. So it, it's, it's, no one else is empty in my stomach. That's <laughs> not true, Thomas. Is, is, it, is, not it, true. is it possible that the male species does not have the ability just to talk about what's on the mind and what's on the heart at the same time? It's not true. There's all, look at Chris. He's so confused right now. You've always got something on I've your. I've only mind. got one thing on my mind most of the time when it comes to my wife. <laughs> just and it's food. I'm always hungry. <laughs> no, but I think, on a serious note, though, you know how we talk oh, about training. The problem that presents is usually not the problem. So if you use that as a bit of a, an analogy, if you like, what they what's on the mind is not always what's on the heart and what's on the heart is what's gonna be driving them. Um, and so I think it's good to get to the bottom of it. You don't have to necessarily say it every day, but you probably- are driving into a tree right now, but that's all right. Sorry, what? He's just um, giving you hell because he's got no argument today, okay? So, so don't worry okay. too much about it. Just entertain him. You just have to understand that Cam comes from that kind of upbringing. If you can't build it, great others have built. 
<laughs> sorry, mate. I know how much you worship Brene Brown. Too. I'm very sorry. He does. I'm very sorry. No, no, I, I, I happen to like Brene Brown right? because I think during, during, during I, communication, she, she's, she's got some good points. Yeah. Now, in the in the communication, I, I just probably want to share with you another thing. The very important, probably for partners, do not believe your partner. <laughs> Listen, I've been a yeah. I've been a salesperson too, right? And when I come home from a disastrous day, it's always somebody. Right, I don't know why, but it always is somebody else's fault. Yeah. It's either my colleague or the bloody sellers. Or yeah. ultimately, if I have no sellers or buyers that day, it's actually my leader's fault. Mm. Yeah. And, and I was very lucky that my wife uh, is a smart person. So she realized he's having a bad day. He has to point the finger at, some, at someone. And so I, this is my advice for, for young people or people who are uh, entering this industry do not believe your partners. The, how do you know it's real? I, here's my recipe for you. The first team gathering that is available to you, go. Take the time before you really get into the growth, take the time to have a few words to the leader because you will know what the leader sounds like. You, do you know how... It, it's a funny thing, but as a partner, you can talk to someone's boss and within two or three minutes, you you know, he's, he's a liar or he's a con or whatever. Mm. Because once you have that of that the leader, now you know how to gauge the information. You know, it, it, it's a funny thing. You, you go and you meet someone and you say, man, what a great leader. He's a this. And then, and then suddenly three days later, you're, you're listening to a partner who hasn't done anything in the last three quarters and who's about to be fired, received a letter of warning, and now whatever he says uh, is real and whatever the leader uh, was showing you a few days ago is wrong. I think that you must stop buying in, check it for yourself, and first team event possible, gauge the leader for yourself. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. That was sort of my point about getting involved, not, not being a, a passenger. You can't be. You mm. can't be a passenger. They're, they're, hopefully spouses realise and the people in the industry realise real estate, because we're overpaid and we don't do any work, has the ability to set everyone up for life, right? Yourself, your kids, everything and everyone. But you've got to take some responsibility for that too. And that because that is getting involved. That is not buying into the bullshit that the partner's bringing home because we're salespeople, man. We'll sell our way out. We will... We, <laughs> If, if we're any good, we'll uh, we'll be out of sell. And that's what people forget. And it, it is, I mean, we, we've talked about it in every other aspect of real estate, people blaming everyone else except themselves. That goes home. Right? That goes home. Chris, on that. You know, people, you know, people have a bad day, right? There's good days and there's bad days. Real estate's a roller coaster. I, I think I say to the partners, you know, you with that communication side of it, when they come home for a bad day, say to them, say, you got five minutes to wallow. I can see you're in a bad frame of mind. You've had a bad day. You've got five, 10, 15, 20 minutes to, to wallow in your crap. Do whatever you need to do. Then step out of it because your family wants the real you here. 
not the person that's receded, you know, receded into their cave and, you know, and, and is just looping the crap in their head. I think sometimes someone needs a bit of a slap and a hard hand to say, you know what, it's okay to feel upset, but you can't stay there. I mm. want you back in the family. Mm. And I think the good partner knows how to do that. Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny thing. Chris has got that kind of female energy I can feel. I mean, he speaks and I'm going, man, I, I wish I could think that way. But me, I'm, I'm very much like, if my wife was to say to me when I came home back in my younger days, go into your room and handle your negativity, I'd probably give it to her, you know? Like, no, you like, wouldn't. Don't bullshit, man. All this utopian crap. Like, I, like, I'm, I'm having stuff. a bad day and you are giving it to me on top of it? Woman, yeah. don't you understand the kind of things I'm having? No, but that's part. But that's part of un, that's why if they're not involved, right? They can't have that understanding. Someone who's involved, like I went to, I started real estate a week after my third child was born. A week. My wife didn't see me for eighteen months. I wasn't home before eight thirty. Lucky her. Hey. Sorry. She's very lucky. She's very lucky. But whether we talked about a shared vision or not, we had a shared vision because we were bloody broke and we needed me to do what I was doing so we could not be broke anymore and we could feed said children. If I'd have come home from some of those days and that told me to go wallow somewhere else, mate, <laughs> mate, problem. So it isn't but that What are you trying to say? Protective sex and uh, suddenly you don't have to work that hard? Yeah, well, suddenly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You only pull out what you don't put in. Um, <laughs> full ten. Um, <laughs> but but I was also when very you, when you unleash when you unleash it. This is this is what happens. Yeah, just don't stir me. I'm trying. People said I talk too much, so now I don't talk, and everyone's like, "Why is Cam so quiet?" Um, I was very very lucky that we Crystal and I have worked together for since we met she was my boss almost when we met so we didn't she wasn't in real estate when we started but she knew what working for yourself was like she knew what working hard was like and i was very lucky yeah and i think she told me because i nearly quit after two months i've told that story before i nearly quit real estate after two months and we had a talk and she said you're thinking i quit and she just read it in me she saw it in me i hadn't vocalized it i said yeah i don't know and she said you can do it that's all she said and then I went back to work, but I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones, right? But the sacrifice that went along with that, it's not all, listen, guys, can't all be roses. You can't come home and forget everything that's happened during the day before you walk in the door. Like, leave your work at home and leave your home at home. Is, that's all bullshit. You're right. Life happens and you can't go through a work day without thinking about what's going on in life and you can't go home and not think about what's going on in work. If you if you're committed, I know people who will switch off at 5.15 without hitting their targets for the day, without doing what they said they were going to do, and they're oblivious until 9 o'clock the next morning. God, they're going to be broke for a long time. But they do it. Right? So let's not paint this picture that everything can be roses the minute you walk through the door oh, well. and all you've got to say is, you know, do this or do that. Because we know it doesn't go like that. It doesn't go. Let's, then let's talk about some of the negative side because I mean I've stood uh, uh, on stage accepting awards alongside people who got divorced, and if they got divorced for me, it means you didn't get your priority right. If they got divorced for me, it, it means you didn't get your balance right. Because in life, 
You take the two people who hate each other, put them on an island, and they one is El McPherson, the other one is the ugliest person on the planet. Within two years, they right. fall in love with each other, right? So people, if, if they have if they have room for certain things, it will happen. We, we spoke about the good things. So let's talk about some of the nightmares in, in real estate and partnership then. Why is it that there's so much, so much disagreements, there's so, 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 so many divorces happening then in real estate. So, so many people who get on stage and say, thank you so much for my award. And then they lose their wife, their family, or their husband, their family, and, and they're going, hold on, what have I done? Is, is this cup, this plaque uh, uh, worth it? Well, cost less in child support. Um, oh, I think, look, well, for all the reasons we've told people to do stuff to keep things, is all the reasons that things go bad. But one thing real estate has, which will destroy everything, is a, so much ego. It's not funny, and we there's a huge not only financial reward, but reward from other people for success. And you can, I think, you can get addicted to that, and then all of a sudden. Chasing the winds and chasing more, like you said, TL, and never nothing ever being enough will eventually drive even the tightest partnership to fail because you're prioritizing your self-worth, your your fake sense of self-worth over something else. I think I think that's a huge problem. I think it's also we drink a lot. I think there's there's a problem in real estate because of the stress levels about the the methods people use to de-stress and and or not. And I, I think um, high pressure industry that, that rewards the best and sometimes rewards doing the wrong thing, it's only going to lead one way. And a lot of the time it does, unfortunately. Yeah, but do you have, can, can you share an example that you've seen in real estate, like each of you, about how a, uh, uh, a partnership or a, a beautiful couple that just lose their weight? I can. Yeah, okay, Louise. I think obviously we we do a lot of training and we do a lot of um, work on ourselves in our roles and we, we grow. Um, sometimes it might look like we don't grow at all, but then suddenly we realize we look back and we've grown exponentially. And I think um, a lot of the times you, we outgrow our partners and that might be mentally, physically, spiritually emotionally but also financially um you know and, and it's a hard pill to swallow if you're a female and you're making more than your husband you know who's not in sales now we're getting into sales. thank you yes keep going um and that that's not always easy to take particularly for blokes and and then sometimes the other way around because it can happen to the other way where you know it's hard for the woman to accept but I think the biggest thing is, is if you're not growing together, you're growing apart. Um, and I think that's a big, what I've learned over the years is when I realized, when I, when I sorted through the, the mess of, okay, what, what is it that I really want and need and have to do here? I needed to work out who I was and then I could move forward from there. But I think if, if you're not taking the time to share what we learn, because a lot of what we learn is not real estate related. It's, it's how do you handle people, situations, uh, emotions, and all that stuff. If we're not sharing that with the ones we love and we're going here and they're, they're not catching up, we're outgrowing them. And 
it's easy to turn around at some point and 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 sort of find all their faults but it's i think it's also our responsibility to and and to bring them on that journey because it you know i think i've looked back sometimes in my life and thought why did i do what i did and then i realized oh that's because i felt i was so far ahead that there was no possible way of them catching up or you know and or the other way like i said if you become the person that makes the money from a female's perspective what do i need you for you know what i mean i know that sounds terrible but it's a reality it's a reality nice ah uh, so nice thank you chris you know um well, I haven't experienced it. I don't know anybody who has experienced it. I've been fairly sheltered in my career, real estate career. I haven't had a lot of sort of people that I know separate through because of real estate. Um, but I would imagine that it would probably be down to the the partner feeling they're not a priority, priority yeah. in that other person's life. Um, and they are always playing second seat to whatever situation their partner's dealing with at that time. And it could be a buyer or a seller or whatever it may be, or a new listing or, you know, a, a staff member having an issue. They're just always playing second seat. And I think that if, on a continual basis will lead to a, a feeling of resentment and um, disappointment and disinterest and so forth. So I think that would be, a, I believe, a, a, a high thing that would force people apart. Okay, so so for people who are listening, I mean, how do you make your partner priority? Well, I think I think like we we, we said it right at the beginning is is dedicating time for your spouse, dedicating that one on one. And again, I'll make it sound like a, a business, but dedicating that that you know that date night, or you know whether it's once a week, once a fortnight, whatever it is. And because and and when you when you get home for just a short period, just. Be interested about what they did for that day. But can rather than sorry, just exactly what you just said then, treating it like a business. That that sounds worse than what you actually mean. But we would never book an appointment with a future seller or a prospective buyer and ever be late or not turn up, would we? But why do we do it to Great our spouses? Great point. Why do we do it to our spouses? And I've done it myself and I'm guilty of it. We'll go out for dinner. Oh, sorry, I can't. I've got a listening appointment. Why the hell do we do that to the people that we love the most? Yet we would never do it to a future seller or a prospective buyer. Because we don't care about them that much. That's right. We're stupid ass salespeople. But no, the reality is, the reality is, we. No, 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 no. It's the it's the truth though. And and the other truth is because our partner allows us. I I, I think that our partners or or, or the the. the uh, Whoever is not in real estate should not accept lateness. I think that if you accept lateness, you're accepting already the crumbling of standards. Exactly. And the only standards that you should accept is excellence, nothing else, not excuse, nothing else. Accepting that as a partner is just enabling that that to keep going. And I think I think the, the reason why we do it is because they are our family, our loved ones, our kids, and we always have that she'll be right made approach. They'll get over it and they'll forgive me. We would never do that to somebody who doesn't really matter at the end of the day, you know? So just going through, just going through the list of things that I wrote down, one of them, and it's very 
sort of important on this fact is respect. Yeah. And having having that respect for your partner. And it, your partner will be there when you wake up and when you close your eyes. The next listing or sale will change with the wind, but that partner will be there forever. And mm -hmm. I think that respect um, um, is, is paramount. And I think that's probably where a lot of relationships within real estate, they get caught up in that, the chase for the, the applause or the, or, or the, you know, the decimal points in the bank account, whatever it may be, they get caught up with that and forget the beginnings and who helped them. No one got to where they are by themselves. And if you're in a partnership, we're talking about spouses in real estate, real estate, you are there because your partner supported you. Yeah. You have the respect and the, the, the honesty with yourself and them to give them the time that they deserve. Yeah, 100%, 100%, Chris. And I think too, in our positions as leaders. Cam doesn't agree. Oh, I'm so conflicted. But I think what I was gonna say, the other thing too is in our position, it's hard, it's, it's not hard. It's quite easy to come home and take out our frustration, not take out our frustrations, but let loose our frustrations on our partner. Um, and that's not a good thing to do. It's good to have them as a sounding board, but sometimes we come home and because, I mean, I can only speak from a personal experience. Sometimes you feel like you can't really have those conversations with anybody else. Um, but you can't, they're also not a, they're also not a garbage bin. They're not there to just listen to all our crap at the end of the day. Um, but I think sometimes we can yeah just be, be a bit more mindful of that and yeah just not if you don't see each other for 12 or 13 or 14 hours of the day and the only time you do see each other is my life and this and that wrong and this person but, and this style and that in saying that lou I, i'll disagree with you there on that sort of stuff that's the sort of person you need to say to you you know you know maybe put it in perspective for you and, and sometimes you need a sounding board to listen to your crap to say, oh, boo-hoo, poor you, or to say, um, you know, you've got an issue, how about we talk about how you can get over it or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't disagree but, with that, but I think having that as a, because you're not, like, for example, if I was doing that every day because I couldn't be bothered calling anybody else or I couldn't be asking, couldn't be bothered asking or I don't want to ask for help or I'm, I'm fearful of what other people are going to say if I do ask. So I just save it all up. And then when I get home, it's like a verbal diarrhea onto that person. And it's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know what, what would you do in that situation? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in your field. I'm not in your industry. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? It's like that yeah. dumping of. I want you bottle it up and don't talk to anybody about it. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Just bury it deep down. Just bury it. Bury it. It's never going to come out. Just bury it. Don't talk to anybody. It'll always come out. I think if you do that, and I think it manifests in in bad ways, and usually yes. it manifests against those you love the most. Exactly. Um, kids, kids, spouses, brothers, sisters. Yeah. If you yeah. don't, if you don't share it, I think you, you've got to share it. I've I've done it myself. You know, just try yeah. to bury it. Try to bury it. It comes out. The shit comes out, man. It, it, you can't. It always does. It always manifests and comes out in ways that you don't expect or 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 realize. You know, and when you least expect it as well. So. Yeah, it's hard, not, confused before, it's hard not to do that. Hey, to do you that. looked confused before. Oh, we've gone so far away from it that I, but I'm so if you, missing. Away from, away from what though? Away missing from what? It, miss, well, from what 
Well, I was conflicted about now we've gone to not talking when you get home, but <laughs> I don't know. So I'm even more confused than ever. But let's let's look at how Ken does his thing. When I can't build, I'll destroy it. I'm not destroying anything. Let's do it, Ken. No, I'm not trying to destroy. <laughs> but you made a pretty strong statement that if you miss a dinner or you're late for a dinner, you don't care about your partner. But I know if we've got a shared vision and all that stuff that we talked about before, and I haven't made base, so I'm not going to get a com check and there's two weeks left in the quarter and it's a choice of having dinner or getting that check for our shared vision or to pay the bills, I know where I, it's not even I know where I'm going, I know where I was because I had those choices to make. All right, wait, 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 and then you can go again. Let's, let's go back two or three lines and now replace it. So now you're about late for another appointment. What do you do? Now you have a, forget the family and now think you, it's, it's an appointment with a listing appointment. Yeah. So what do you do? Oh, I ring and say I'm 10 minutes late. Okay. Now you can't ring them. Let's say that you know they have no phone. What do you do? Turn up late. <laughs> no, that's someone who's talking. Seriously, mate, you wouldn't be late. All right. So and what you do is that you push whatever you have there on the side. You say to people, I'm very sorry. Okay. I'd love to take this again. You wouldn't want to be late. Okay? I have been late. Well, if you, honest, would be, you would be late at my listing up, uh, uh, appointment. I'd ask you to. Kidding. I just. So I'm, I'm very sorry. And, and the problem is that if we treated an appointment with our family, our spouse, like an appointment with a listing appointment, we wouldn't be late. And this is so you're saying don't turn up late with your spouse don't turn up at all that's better no don't no just just when you make a commitment at home that you need to respect it i i truly believe that that crap about man well because i'm busy no that is an excuse that is a lousy way of saying really i don't care mm. yeah, you I, know I Cam, on your like, going against what tl just said right just on your on your point you said You've got a shared vision toward a goal, yeah? yeah. And you, you, you have a family dinner booked in for a certain time and so forth. If the family is has buy-in to that shared vision and you have to be late to help them achieve that shared vision, everyone's going to accept that lateness, mate. No. And it's going to be a phone Someone, rings up. Someone rings up and it's happened, right? We can't say it hasn't happened. Usually a listing appointment is booked in advance. Usually you've got a day's notice, two days notice, two weeks notice. There has been many an occasion where someone has rang up, said, I'm picking an agent tonight. If you can't get out tonight, you're not getting the job. And it's and let's be honest, most of our jobs are worth up 20, 20 grand's a minimum now, right? So 20 grand's the lowest. So back to that position before, but on that same day, I've got a family dinner booked. I'm very sorry, sir, but right now, if you are going to make a decision on employing an agent based on getting a one that is going to say to you right now that he's available, you, you're probably about to get an appointment with the wrong agent because if there's an agent right now who hasn't got his diary filled and, and full with appointments, important appointments to look after people, but he's waiting for your call to go and see you, he's probably not a very busy agent. Great Good. line, but who here says no to that appointment? Good luck to you. Bye. Who here, says, who here honestly says it, no unless, to that appointment? Unless you have 
really, this is why we talk about it at the beginning, unless we have priorities that are unshakable, then mm. everything else can shake. This is how I see people taking advantage of their wife, lying, lying to their wife, uh, 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 taking advantage of their children, cheating their, their, their family. I'm sorry. When you start on a, a small thing, you're finished with a big thing. My mother always says, you start stealing an apple, you will finish stealing a cow. The, so the thing is, no, you, you, it has to be unbendable. If, if my appointment with my family was to be respected like an, an appointment with a listing, I'm on time. Do you know why? I, I, sometimes I have to drive two hours to get to a place. Last week I had to be uh, up in Gorkham. I was there before the leader even turns up. Hey, this, I was there, how, what is it, 40 minutes before the appointment. Why? Because if it's important to be there, it's important to be ahead of schedule, you know? So if I, if I did that with appointment, I do that with everything else. If there's an appointment with my family, it has to be on time. You mentioned yeah. before, mate, and I don't want to keep arguing with it, but I'm going to keep arguing with it. The bloke who's been three quarters of no results, he's been given a letter from his boss that you're not hitting target. That exact scenario that I mentioned before comes up. Someone's ring says you're out tonight or you're not getting the job. You expect him, that that person then is going to go, okay, I've got dinner with my wife. Sorry, mate. Look, I don't think that's realistic, mate. I don't think that's... Don't if, he's, think if he's a good salesman, man... He will still have a dinner with his wife and he will have that appointment. I think 999,000 out of a million are taking that appointment. That's why well, 999,000. He'd be a good salesman, be on the phone to his wife, said, darling, we're going out to dinner, but we're going to upgrade. We're buying the good champagne because I'm about to list this property tonight. I'll see you at nine. What you seven. said was beautiful, Thomas. That line was perfect, and now people might be able to use that line. But I, mate, I'm take. I would have taken that appointment. I would have. I think going back to what we were saying earlier, when we said, you know, for your first two years, you're going to grind, grind, grind. That's acceptable, I suppose, at that level. But after you've done that grind, and you realise what real estate, real estate can consume your life if you let it. That's you the take key. the appointment. You have to. I would never take the appointment, Cam. I can sit here. Your hand on went like this. Your hand went life. like this, and I know it went like that because you'd take the appointment. Your hand never went. I know exactly what happened there, right? You Cam, I'm sitting here right now, and I'm telling you right now. You're on the bones of your ass, and you've got a choice between $30,000 or a steak, and I know which one's going to make your wife or husband a lot happier. You're taking the appointment, and I know yeah. because you weren't forthright in saying that. No, you Thomas don't. Thomas is the only one who definitely wouldn't take that appointment. I've been in real estate for 13 years. I take the appointment. I reckon back in the day, no. Thomas would have took that appointment too. No, yeah, maybe, maybe. But you can't speak for me. You can't speak for anybody unless they're in your shoes. So don't pretend that you know what I would do for one second. I'm telling you, you right your hand was doing now, this. hand movements mean shit, Cam. We're sitting oh, behind your body a language means nothing, Thomas. We're sitting behind a computer screen. Don't think that you know me behind a computer screen. I am sitting here telling you. I don't care what you're going to say. I'm telling you right now in my position where I stand and I've been doing this for 15 friggin' years. If, I have, if I have an appointment with my family, that appointment, regardless of what the other appointment not is. I'm talking about to people me, in your position, Lou. No, but Cam, 
You're trying to what tell me what I would do. You're trying to tell me what I would do. You're trying to tell me what I would do. You don't speak for me. You don't have that option. You're not my brain. You're not my mind. You don't get the choice to decide what I would do and sit here on a bloody podcast and tell the world what I would do. I would not take that appointment regardless of whether I'm on the bones of my ass. I know Never. at the end of the day what it's worth to me and I know okay. what I would do. Oh, I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. Well, you call bullshit. I don't reckon you right now would take the appointment, Lou, but you 10 years ago, 100% taken that appointment. Well, that was the point I was trying to make before you cut me off. In the beginning, <laughs> before you knew right from wrong, if you're a newie in the industry, before you knew right from wrong, of Pretty course what I said. But when you're this far in, you realise what it costs you to take that appointment and not take that appointment. I can tell you now, the appointment for the listing, as far as I'm concerned, see you later. The appointment with my family is the most important at the end of the day. I think, I think you knew right from wrong all the time in your life. It depends on your your point in life that you're going to make that decision. And and, and what happened right wrong is right. I'm going to be able to beat the mortgage. Wrong. Uh, right. Let's pay the bills. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I still take the appointment. I have to say <laughs> we're going to a better restaurant, but I still take the appointment. But uh, yeah, but do you know what? Do you know what you got to think about? Okay, you get that listing. You may not even sell the bloody thing at the end of the day. If you don't know how to service it, you don't know how to work it, you don't know how to market it. You may not even don't service it. any of that if you don't what? have it. Yeah, of course, Cam. But what happens? You don't get a second chance every time you let your family down, do you? Every time you do, it's like we My talk about... My point is, is taking the appointment and feeding your family and paying your bills, letting the family down. That was my whole point. Lou, I've never said for one second you and your position now would take that appointment. All my examples were people who have got a choice between doing the right thing by paying for their family or doing the right thing by having dinner with their family. And I yes. think we all know without any bullshit that with financial pressure the way it is, if you have a choice of paying to keep the lights on or having a steak, you're choosing to keep the lights on. And I don't think by choosing to keep the lights on, you're doing the wrong thing by your family. That is what I was saying. And, and what we try to say, else. and what we try to say to you, Cam, is that you're wrong. Yeah, that, I agree. That, that if you are in a partnership in real estate, you make the decision together. That what you do is you pick up the phone and say, "Darling, I'm running late. I've just got this. All right, I I I don't know." Uh, if I take this appointment, I will be running late and decided together. I think that that's what Louise is really trying to bring it up to, and she's pushing it. But Lou, Lou, Lou I, 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 I don't know. I have to ask this question. This, this is one of the few podcasts, a very rare podcast, where I feel you're very much talking with a lot of hindsight, where there's a lot of introspective about what you're doing. Yeah. So, so would you like to share more with us and, and not listen to Ken? <laughs> no, but yeah, you're right. You're right, Thomas, because hindsight's one of those wonderful things. Um, but yeah, I am because like it's a it's a heated topic. And when you look at um, our partners in, in the industry and you look at how much this job takes out of you, but then you look at what it takes out of your partner as well. And the things that I looked back on, as I've already spoken about, is how how can things go wrong or how can things change and i one of the big things was the growth thing i think and and talking about now 
and and that's where I tried to make that point then is in the beginning you can get um, just focused on real estate my career my position my reputation that's everything because if that's the point in life that you're at then everything else regardless of how much they matter to you everything else just gets pushed by the wayside and that's all you focus on but looking back now at the things that I haven't um, the things that I've the mistakes that I've made and the things where I've realized now my god would life be different now or would I have a different relationship now with my kids or um, yeah you know like the money side of things we can we we're you're either a good agent or a bad one and that's the thing but you know you can always and we've talked about it already it's not the hours you put in it's what you put in the hours you can accomplish just as much in smaller hours by going to work when you need to go to work but when you need to be home and you need to be with your family you need to keep those appointments because i know of people in this industry that don't have any relationships and it's because they've they've poured everything into their career which in 10 or 15 years time when their career is no more because they're retired what have they got left their family's upped and left they got their own lives they don't really care that time is gone that that opportunity to build something is gone you might have had a million raving clients but you don't have a raving family and at the end of the day they're the only ones that are going to be there at the end of the day that's the difference i think one of the things that i also would like to address is that you're one woman and we the three men and 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 men we we only have one thing in our head that is about conquest uh, whether yeah. it's business or in life it's all about going out and get things but yeah. I, I feel i feel that as, as a lady you there, there's there's a sound of regret in your voice that i don't know whether the boys got it and and i'm just uh trying to have a look is it is it different for a man or woman who, with, with a partner in real estate mm. I think it's and, and, and are you and, and is it maybe time to let go of guilt? Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's different because as you say, men are typically the breadwinners. They bring home the bacon and all the rest of it. I've been that person for a long, long time and that's that's just normal to me now, but I think why did you ask me that? Okay, it's all right. I think this is when Ken's normally supposed to be interrupting you. No, that's okay. Maybe it's time to let go of the guilt. No. No, 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 no. I think I think the difference is is um you guys do exactly what I do in terms of running your teams. One minute. All right, Kev, so what, what were you going to say? I mean, to disagree? With what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, mate, I, mate, I agree with you. Lou's speaking from a place quite clearly of, of regret from stuff that's happened in the past and that's, no, no, no. that's put on to what's happening now and you don't have to look that's why no, I'm, trying we're talking talk about from, I'm trying to talk from my point of view but in being in your positions as leaders and managers and having a team but 
there's no role like a mother. And I, th- I think the hard thing is, is, and I don't, I don't want to sound bad. I don't want to, I don't want this to come across bad, but you all know, you all know, and you all rely on your wife at the end of the day. If you don't turn up, they will. If you don't, if you don't, um, if you don't turn up, they will. If if dinner's yep. not ready, they've got it. Yep. If school excursions unorganized, and you forgot about it, they've remembered. Yep. I don't. I don't have that. It's me to do my job and do the mum thing as well. Um, and that's why it might sound. It might sound like regret, but maybe it is. But I think from a woman's point of view, if you're getting a get into sales and you're in a position like me, don't like you've got to. It's a different role. It's a different role. We, we, we're going to let you just re- recuperate. I think that that's the best answer you've ever done. I don't think that Brene Brown would have done it as good as what you've done, um, Louise. I think that um, your answer is very nice for women. I think that men, we, we got it easy. Uh, if, if we have a partner who's not in real estate, I think we got it easy. We, the way we've been talking from the beginning to now, it's almost like, you know, uh, if she understands and she knows our priority, then she should suffer. And I'm not talking about uh, same-sex partnership here. I'm, I'm talking about the partnership that I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I wonder whether we men would accept the same thing if we were on the other side. If if we were to go home from our our job as an electrician, and and our wives running around uh, until nine, ten o'clock, ten ten thirty. I don't know whether we would do the same thing. I don't know whether half of the answers that we come up with would have been the kind of answer we would have accepted. Listen, it goes, listen, we're not going to have a cry-off. No, we're not going to have a cry-off, but I took a job in real estate knowing well that, hey? No, it's all right. It's about the male stuff. Let's go, let's go. That's the male stuff. So let's, it's the male stuff. We just talked about divorces, right? We do. We talk about divorces and how common it is. I see my son. I have my son uh, half of every week from my first relationship to take a job in real estate. I had to give most of that up. I now see him one day a fortnight. So it's not. It's not just women, and I don't know if it's any harder for them. We all have to sacrifice, and that's why I've been banging on so much about sacrifice. And it's not as easy as just come home and talk and just. Just do this, right? It, 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 it's not that easy. What Lou has gone through as a mother is, it's bloody hard because a career in real estate is hard. That's why the other person involved has to be so supportive. And it goes both ways. That 100% goes both ways. We don't get to throw, don't under, don't under, uh, don't undermine your gender TL by saying, oh, we got it easy. Because in a perfect world, yeah, we do. In a perfect world, Potentially, the male's got it easier, mate. But the world isn't perfect, brother. All right. The world is far from perfect. And there's a lot of men out there who are the mother and the father at the same time. That's not me, because without my spouse, 
that one day even with my other son wouldn't happen, right? Without her, none of that would happen. All right, let's, 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 go, let's go back to uh, asking you, Lou. So what, what advice would you then give uh, ladies in real estate and in the Korean real estate with a partner who is not in real estate? Yeah, um, make sure that they know what you're getting into. Uh, similar to what we said at the beginning, it's, it's only natural for us to feel like we're on call all the time because we are in a very demanding position we're dealing with people's biggest assets and you know sometimes they need us at times when um it's not natural or it's not normal if they do a nine to five job or a seven to three or a seven to four um and they can come home and especially especially if they're not their own boss as well you know they can they can switch off and go home and they don't have to worry about work or life or businesses or anything else etc um know know that what they're getting into and and make sure that they know and are aware that um sometimes you have to do what you have to do but i think also from like as you said thomas hindsight looking back um and i don't think it matters if you're a female or a male that real estate it, it's a job that as i said I, i don't want it to sound negative because i think it's a good thing but real estate can consume your life to some extent. And I don't think that's a bad thing because if you really care about the people, then it should consume your life because you've got their biggest assets in your hands and you're, you're wanting to get the job done. But I think having somebody who understands that and who also um, is accepting of that and and realizes that there's certain hours or, or odd hours or long hours that you have to do uh, to get the job done. I think the other thing, but I think like the hindsight thing, looking back, if you want to be a young mum or not even a mum, but a female and most females want to have children, um, you have to make sure that you find a balance because yeah, you can always be a real estate agent, like always, there's, there's no, You, you can start at 60 and still be a good one for 10 years and you can probably make more money in 10 years than what you did any other time in your career but you can't go back and be a good mum if you've lost that opportunity okay let's let's do a closing time now and and, and lou we're going to get you to close uh right at the end so let's start with the boys first uh so who wants to start first i'll uh, start. You start okay is that okay Yeah, yeah, sure, you can start. I promise not to I, break I, down. That, allows, that will allow me to disagree with you after that. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, if you plan on being a couple or a partnership, whatever form that takes, real estate's not going to work for you if you aren't both on the same page. And that might be hard to hear and it might be brutal, but, you know, we, we talked before, you, know, you asked before, Thomas, said you ever seen a, relationship breakdown because of real estate. I actually haven't seen a relationship breakdown because of real estate, but I've seen too many promising real estate careers break down because of relationship. And um, and all those people who I have seen that haven't, a very broad comment, I'll get a lot of hate for it, but they haven't exactly better their lives because of it, right? They've chosen uh, the pressure from home over the, the, the job and, no one has won out of it 
I don't think so. Um, yeah, take, jump into real estate at your at your own risk if you. But if you think you can do it and have a happy family, you better make sure you're all on the same page because too many people try it and aren't, and it doesn't go well one way or the other. Nice. Okay. Mm. Chris. So, so to add what to what Cam said, just real quick, and I'll talk quick because I'm an auctioneer. So, and I only just realised this literally like minutes ago. When I first got married, my wife had a career change and it was a, uh, a thing we agreed upon. She went back to uni university to get a master's degree in business. And she studied for four years, actually it wasn't less than that, to get her degree. And there was a lot of sacrifices made to do that. And then when I started real estate, exactly the same, there's a lot of sacrifices to do that. Any major change that's worthwhile, they'll come with sacrifices. It'll come from sacrifices with both sides. Hmm. Relationships fall down. I think the only thing is they'll fall down regardless real estate or not real estate. I just believe real estate may amplify or speed up that process. If people aren't on the same page earlier on in their marriage, they won't be later on in their marriage unless they fix those issues. Hmm. Um, so I think get into real estate have clear communication with your spouse about what's going to happen. It's a great industry to get into. Work hard, but understand your families comes first, but there has to be sacrifice. And that usually comes at the value of your family, but you can communicate that with each other. No, oh, nice. Okay. For me, um, if you are going to be in reset together, as we spoke about in the beginning, you have to work on your SMS, which is skill, mindset, and self. And I think that the most important thing is about self. Unless you grow together, you'll grow apart. And self is the biggest thing. Because the, one of the things that I spoke about in my book, NGE, the biggest lead on self is NGE. And so some people, as they grow through real estate, because they go to more seminars, they go to these things, they actually have at one stage an aha moment, a lid that is removed. And suddenly they go home and now they, they want more than the level of connection they had before with their partner. And suddenly it's not the same anymore. And because the other partner does not know how to really grow into that level of self, then uh, there is a, a phenomenal that happens and a discordance. You, you have a look at race and no matter where we are, there's a lot of growth. You're, you're, we, we're training constantly because unless we train, we get left behind. And, and the biggest advice, if you are going to be together, besides communication, goals, and all the, the sacrifice put together, commit to growing on self together every single day. Mm, mm. Yep, yep. And, and, and before you go, Lou, thank you so much for being real today. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, I um had to put the that's nice. to the dampen it to the podcast. But I think I think the message is that we need people to understand is real estate is a hectic lifestyle, and it's a and it's a it's a crazy career in terms of what it takes out of you but the reality is is we can have a great career but we can also have a great family life and we don't have to let one down for the other or vice versa we just know need to know how to balance that and i think i think like what you said thomas we grow a lot in our careers 
as people in self, but in our in our skill set and in our mindset. But we need to take those along with us who matter and make sure that they're growing with us. I think um, it's okay. Yes, everybody has to do the grind. Like we talk about the two years, your first two years as a benchy or whatever it is, as an assistant, you all have to do that grind. There's no question. I don't doubt that for one second, we've all done it. But from a woman's perspective and looking back now, if that grind lasts, you can still grind, but you've got to learn to know when to not grind and that you've grind enough because you can get bogged down in trying to keep up with the men and trying to keep up with the, if you're the breadwinner and if you're the, um, you know, you're trying to build that reputation and it's all coming about from ego and what are people going to think if I don't? What are people going to think if I do? And if it's coming from that, but the cost of that is what is it costing you and your relationship with your family, your spouse, your kids? That's where the damage is done. Like you can literally have the best of both worlds. You just need to know how to manage it and know when enough's enough. Like what you said earlier, Thomas, you know, you don't have to feel bad. And I think that's a big thing. Sometimes we can feel guilty because we should be working. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know how to sleep in. I don't know how to sleep if if the sun's up, I'm up because if I'm not up, I'm not working. And even though I'm not technically working, it's a Sunday. I still feel like I'm not working, but it's this crazy thing we do to ourselves and that, you know, we, we go to work and we do what we do and we put in the best effort that we can, but we need to make sure that that effort is equal in terms of our career and our family. Thank you very much for today, guys. Lou, beautiful, beautiful podcast. Thank you. See you, See boys. You later. See you, lady. Bye.